Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. This is an upside-down kingdom. The Bible is the precondition for the manifestation of truth. If I were sure that I loved God, what would I do? All right. Well, folks, I am talking to Eliaquim, and I know that I pronounced that incorrectly. (laughs) So uh, would you mind, you've told me before, and you've been so gracious, can you pronounce your name? And, and I love your last name too. Can you pronounce both <laughs> your first name and your last name for our listeners? My name, yeah, my name is Eliakim. Eliakim. Yes. Eliakim, I love it. And how do you pronounce yeah. your last name? It may be a little bit harder, but it's Hunzari Juru. Say that one more time. I love it. Awesome. Well, Eliakim, tell us what is your role? We're we're talking to you today. You are in Rwanda and you are the head of school for the City of Joy Christian School Mm -hmm. there in Rwanda. Can you tell us a little bit about your school and what the job that you do within it? Um, as, you, as we said, as I started, my name is Elia Kim, and I am the principal of Joy Christian School. Uh, I came to this school in 2017, on May 22nd, and I taught since then until uh, 2018, September 13th, and that's when I became the principal of Joy Christian School. So since I came to this school, the school uh, has been doing great and growing because uh, by then, I mean, in 2017, we had uh, from nursery three or K3 up to fourth grade. But today we have up to senior three and uh, our students have grown very much and the school itself is growing. Uh, we had a few classrooms and a few infrastructures. But today we have many classrooms and the infrastructures keep on uh, growing day by day, something we, we are really proud of. So my main role is to help children learn through supporting teachers day by day and making sure that the students have everything they need to learn and ensuring that the teachers have everything they need to teach. So that's my main role as the principal. Can, can you talk a little bit about your, where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Rwanda? Uh, yes, I grew up in Rwanda. Uh, I was born on May 20th, 1991 in the Northern province. And that's where, where I grew up. Uh, despite problems of of war and genocide in the country, um, that made that made me and my family move to Congo DRC, 
uh, I came back a few years later and continue uh, growing in the northern province of the country. If anybody knows the geography of Rwanda, um, I live near the volcanoes. That's the, the northern border of, of Rwanda. Wow. So I wonder yeah. if you could talk a little bit about, um, and we've had John Coughlin, uh, that you, you work with John. Um, he's part of the City of Joy stateside. Um, and yeah. his wife teaches here at our school. Uh, but one of the things that is, is fascinating to me, but it's also very, very, um, I don't know, just emotionally overwhelming, is I think about yes. what your country endured with the genocide. And, and one of the things yeah. I was surprised to learn about Rwanda is that Rwanda is one of the youngest countries in the world. That is to say that the average age of a citizen in Rwanda is 10 to 15 years younger than most every other country in the entire world. And the reason for that is because the genocide killed off nearly a generation, a whole generation of Rwandans mm -hmm. due to conflict, ethnic conflict. Can you talk a little mm -hmm. bit about that? What you know, you said that you you left Rwanda and went to the Congo for a period of time. That was because of the, the genocide? Um, it was not mainly genocide because uh, when the genocide itself broke out, we were on the border with the Congo and we immediately moved to Congo, though the life was not easy that time. But then... The former regime was, was really segrega segregating people uh, where some people were not considered uh, citizens of this country. And they were, they were really, really considered as, as if they are not humans. And uh, that's what make, made genocide break out back in 1994. And the genocide killed more than 1 million Rwandans. Uh, Tutsi, and uh, so this this sometimes it's it's very hard to express what what it was. I was young. Uh, I I learned this through in history, and I don't wish I could have seen this. Yeah, I can I can only yeah. imagine. Um, yeah, how deeply affected you know the students at Joy Christian School, the students that you work with. How deeply affected are they or their families by that history of genocide? Um, the district, the district in which uh, Jay Christian School is, is one of the most affected districts of the country uh, because it lost many people uh, during the genocide, and um, that's that's what happened to many of the people of this community. And uh, uh, apart from the loss of, of human lives, we also uh, many, many, many infrastructures, goods, and, uh, and many other things got lost that made uh, people get to extreme poverty, especially this place. And one of the roles that Jay Christian is cool in the city of Joy is, is playing in their lives is supporting them in in many ways uh, to make sure they can get out of that extreme of poverty. 
Wow. Okay. I don't know if I gave the clear answer. No, I think you did a very, a very clear answer. Um, it's yeah. very, it's very sobering for me to consider how different life is for students in my school here at Northwest Christian School in Phoenix, Arizona, versus the reality that, that your students are enduring uh, or have endured mm -hmm. in the past. You have produced a, a wonderful um, opportunity for these students to lift themselves out of poverty. That's the mission of your school, to lift themselves out of poverty. Mm -hmm. And by all accounts, you are doing an amazing job. This, the, the, the country of Rwanda has standardized tests. And as I understand it, your students are performing very, very well on those standardized tests. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about the successes that your students are enjoying? Yeah, uh, it's been three times that our students scored high in the national examinations. And um, everyone in the community was waiting to see what would happen when our first students did the national examinations. Uh, but back in 2019, when our first students did national examinations, we had uh, all students come in the first and the second uh, division of performance. Uh, that's, that's the first division, only 5% of all students in Rwanda were in that division, whereby our 16 students were in that first division, wow. and only three students were in the second division. So performance divisions were going up to, to uh, fourth division, and then we had an unclassified division, but our students did not go to third or fourth or, or, or unclassified division. So it's something you really appreciated, and uh, it's something uh, uh, for which I thank my teachers uh, working hard uh, collaboratively to make sure we help our students. And we we did the same with the second the second group of students. Uh, and something which is amazing is that when our first students performed very well, people said it's because you had a few students. Let's wait when you have uh, a raised number of students. So second time we had the 34 students and the 29 students came in the first division while uh, five of them came in the second division. So people had nothing to say. And when it went to the second, third group, they changed the, the grading system, but also our students is called high uh, considerably. So we, we, we were very grateful of what the students are doing and we continue encouraging and motivating the students to continue doing the same. So here, here is this rural Christian school in Rwanda that is performing as well as, or maybe even better than some of the, the schools in the bigger cities. Absolutely, yeah. That's exciting. That's exciting. So tell us about what is a student's life look like in Rwanda? Where do your students come from? And then once they come to the school, what does their life look like on a daily basis? So um, in Rwanda, if I say in Rwanda, it will, be, it will require a lot of explanations because uh, they are not in the same condition. 
but if, it, if I talk about the Jay Christian school, uh, students come from uh, villages and the cells around the school uh, because we think these are students who cannot be able to find the quality education uh, far from this place. And to help them, uh, they are the priority of this school. And when we, we are enrolling, enrolling students, we, we make sure we enroll students who are around this school. That's number one. Number two, how, how does their life look like when, when they come to school? J. Christian School uh, can be considered as a place of safety for our students uh, because when they come, they hope to meet with people who will care and who will, who will love them. Uh, I say this because sometimes when our students are sick, they also come to school because they will be cared for at the school more than they would be when they stay home. So this makes me realize that our students feel like Joy Christian School is a place where we have to be. Uh, another reason to say this is that one day we had our students go to uh, other schools around the country. And uh, uh, one of the students said, it was, it was during vacation and the, the child said, principal, we wish we could come here, even if we sit on the floor, but we, we study uh, in this school. So it, it also shows how students feel, uh, they, they, they feel they want to be in this school. And I am very grateful with the support of board and, and the all stakeholders of City of Joy, we succeeded to bring students back to this school and they are learning here, not sitting on the floor, but sitting on the chairs and, and, and the good tables. That's exciting. That's exciting. So Northwest Christian School has been involved with Joy Christian School for a number of years. We've sent mm -hmm. students and we've sent teachers. Um, when we do, what do these teams do on your campus? What roles do they play? Can you describe that for us? Yeah, there are, I, can, I can say too many things. Um, one is for teachers, another is for students. Okay. I will start for, for students. Uh, when the students know and they see that these people are coming here to help, it's a great motivation for our students uh, in different ways. One, they know these people care for, for them. That's number one. Number two, it's a time for, to exercise their ability to communicate in English because though we teach in English, but they always speak with uh, their fellow Rwandans uh, who are also struggling in the pronunciation. But when they meet with um, people who natively speak English language, it gives them motivation that, oh, we've been doing English and now I can communicate with the people from the States. It's really a great motivation that keeps them moving forward. For teachers, it's, it's also motivation, that's number one, but also they help training our teachers in, method, in teaching methodologies and uh, building a relationship uh, that help our, our teachers feel motivated to, to continue teaching our students. They feel like, oh, we have people from the States who have 
who have us on their hearts and they can pray for us, they can play with us, they can come and sit with us. It's, a, it's a really a very good motivation that all teachers get. And um, to be clear on this, if I tell teachers, hey, next summer, Northwest Christian School is sending more, more people to us, they jump like, like, like if the team scores a goal. So it's, it's really something we really love and appreciate their, their input in what we are doing. I love that. So one, yeah. one more question as we close. Your, your school runs in large part on donations. And yeah. those donations, uh, many of the students that, that attend your school would not be able to afford to be there without the donations. And so we're going to send a link to our families so that they can help um, with those donations and help underwrite it. One of the things that our school has done is we've partnered with you uh, through our Build Here, Build There campaign. And your campus is improving. You are building buildings. You are, you are making changes on your campus. Can you describe that to mm -hmm. us? What? What sorts of changes are happening on your campus? So uh, we, as I said, I can start from the beginning. No. So the beginning of the school was we had a nursery, only nursery with 60 students. And uh, these students come from poor families. And uh, we grew up from, from kindergarten to primary. Uh, primary three, then from primary three to primary six, and we moved from primary six to high school. So one of the big challenges we have is having uh, our students uh, in high school do day school. Uh, it's good in Rwanda if you have students in a boarding school, and uh, that's when we, we monitor our students uh, because when they go home, they meet a lot of challenges. They don't have electricity. They don't have food. They don't have a lot of things. But if you have students on our campus, uh, spending night on our campus, this will help them get time to revise because we have electricity, we have water. And if you have dormitories and uh, dining hall and enough classrooms, and uh, in one word, if you have enough infrastructures, especially buildings, we will be able to have our students stay on our campus and they can get time, enough time to revise and to study uh, more than what they do today. Because if they leave, we don't have enough control over them on their way going home or when they're in their homes. And one of the hard things is that when many students get home, they take home responsibilities. So, uh, and the time to revise, time to read, time to make a risk, to do research is not enough. And this, this is one of the things I feel for the change as soon as we get infrastructures. So today we have four rooms and we are planning to start building uh, more rooms if, if God makes a way and uh, my dream and my wish, my prayer is that we could get uh, as many rooms, as many infrastructures as, as soon as we can and have students start staying at, at our campus. You have a dream as well of being a school that is known and recognized for technology. 
uh, technology is a uh, is something we need and uh, we have a lot of things uh, that we will keep on improving and we we even started integrating technology because we have now enough computers and we have for for teachers not for students and we have an internet and one of the things I was saying about having students stay on our campus is that if you have a student to stay here, they can be able to access the internet with the computers, with the, uh, any other materials that we have. They can be able to do some projects because they are, they are here and the teachers will be able to monitor them day by day. But we can't do that without enough infrastructures. Wonderful. Well, in closing, yeah. earlier today, you and I were going through this book, 10 Traits of Highly Effective Principles, and we were looking, that's by, a book by Elaine McEwen for school administrators um, that I love very mm -hmm. much, and, and we were looking at chapter three, which is the envisioner, mm -hmm. but yeah. I was trying to, to teach you and, and to share some wisdom, but you said, one of the things you said was one of the wisest things that I think I've heard an administrator say, and I'm wondering if I can jog your imagination. It was as Donna Underwood and I were asking you uh, for you know the sorts of training that you or your teachers would need this summer. Um, do you remember what you said, how you responded? Uh, I said a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you shared, you shared I, with us, you said, I, I, go ahead. I, I remember saying that uh, I will tell, I will tell teachers that, that, that Harry said you are coming in about 179 days. And I said they will jump. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in 179 days, we'll have a team there on the ground. But you also said, that because you don't know what you don't know, you don't necessarily know what training you need. You essentially said you need all of it. And I thought yeah. that sort of humility is what has got what God is using uh, to position you. You've done an amazing job at Joy Christian School. And it's been yeah. fun to watch that happen. But I think God is using you because of your humility and the vision that you have for those students. And it's inspiring to watch it. I, I pray that should be like that. <laughs> and uh, I, I know I am weak. I'm not strong enough. But with my weakness, if I put myself in the hands of God, I know he will do a lot of things. And I really accepted it to be the tool uh, that God can use to change this community, to help these children. And my prayer, my daily prayer is that I can accept his guidance because he's, he's overall and he's watching everybody. And uh, I love that. I, I, I'm, I'm just weak. Amen. I love that. And I think yeah. I think more of us do well to have that same attitude. So, Eliakim, thank you very much. And, and folks, thank you for listening today. And continue to pray for our friends at the City of Joy uh, in Rwanda. 
Northwest Christian School has made biblical worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.